0: You do the pleasure! Hi there. I want to talk to you about ducks. No thanks. What about I don't want to go. I'll go where
1: Alright. Now that's a good idea. Okay, let's go. Give me the view. Oh, the Zara What? you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Okay. Suddenly somebody will say, like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp. Out of the blue. No explanation. No point in looking for it. It's all part of cosmic unconsciousness i i and i better get gonna man. fucking drug counselor. you are you a I don't make monkeys. Just trade them, Pee Wee. Listen to reason. Come on. Listen to
2: reason. Hello, and welcome to the Cult Film Companion Podcast, the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. My name is Chris. I am your host. And joining me for this episode, I have two very special guests that I'm going to introduce to you in just a couple seconds but just a little business to get out of the way in the beginning. We are, of course, available on all major podcast platforms. We are also a member of the Creative Collective Blind Knowledge at www.blindknowledge.com, which is a great website that has podcasts and videocasts from all around the world covering very interesting topics, and um, we strive to be informative and entertaining. So please check out Blind Knowledge today. The Cult Film Companion Podcast is also a featured podcast on Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android that captures the latest trending articles from around the world based on topics that you choose to follow. And then instead of reading the articles, Newsly will read them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the entire web becomes listenable. They also have podcasts as well. We are there as a featured podcast. So please try and download Newsly for free today at www.newsly.me. And please use the promo code CULT. F-1-L-M, Cult Film, drop the I, pop it a one, and get a month-free premium subscription. So with all that hot-dogging and grandstanding out of the way, I am very pleased to introduce Tim and Griff from Golan Globus Theatre. Gentlemen, welcome to the Cult Film Companion Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us. This yeah. is very weird. We're, we're used to being on the other side. You know, we're not guests, we're
1: Yeah, hosts. I don't know if I can do this without all the anxiety of making sure I'm recording everything correctly, <laughs> yeah. like we can hear each other. So this this yeah. is, I don't know what to do, it's but <laughs> for it. It, it might be a cakewalk. It's probably a pie trot, actually. Oh, pie trot? It's like the cousin of a cakewalk, a pie trot. Oh. Oh, a pie
2: trot. Yeah, the
1: not to be confused with a like, Wait, no, I did the... Same. No. A Bucks pie
2: trot sounds like something that you get after, like, a bad Thanksgiving dinner or something. You get the pie trots.
1: Yeah, or you just have the family who's never been able to afford Coke and you always have to get, like, the C-level cola. RC generic. Cola, yeah. Or just yeah, the, yeah.
2: the the white can that just says Cola in uh, red letters.
1: So I mean, that's that's advertising right there. I'd buy that. <laughs> we have fago that's
2: yeah, what, we got Fago. Cool. We, we're, we're Detroit boys. We uh, got I right was now, gonna yeah. say, uh, you know, I my only experience with Fago was back in the late '90s at an insane clown posse concert. Because uh, I'm I'm a northeastern boy, so we don't have Fago around here. But I was covered in Fago by the end of that concert. So that's my only. I've never yeah. drank it. Which is an odd thing to have. It's a weird relationship to have with a liquid that you're supposed to be drinking, but I've been covered in it, and it, it, it's sticky and gross, so.
0: I think ICP keeps Vago in business. Though. Yeah, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're really popular here outside of ICP. <laughs> but it's it's very fascinating to know that you are at ICP. Is, is ICP something you carry with you today, or is that something that no, you put behind you?
2: No, i no. La- I'm a lapsed fan. Although, oh. I... Here's the thing, I won't listen to the music, but, like, I'll watch interviews with them because they've oddly come around to be, like, very conscientious and responsible people, which is Uh. very odd to me. Um, They they both are very religious now. One of them has, has been clean and sober for years. So, like, they're, like, actually inspiring which is a weird thing to be saying about the insane clown posse but <laughs> well, go figure
1: a story you often hear on our podcast is that i uh used to do home theater installations and i actually did an installation at by Vi- i Phil jay's the bigger guy right yeah, yeah i did an installation at his house um and so, very nice place. He had the whole be- he had the conversation circle set up <laughs> for his family, kids. But he had the religious stuff all over his bathroom. Right? I had to go to the bathroom while I was there. Yeah. But he also had he had all the religious stuff, and then he also had wrestling magazines because they're really into wrestling. So it was like walk the footprints with Jesus, and also let's look at some ECW. You know
0: got covered in blood
1: yeah exactly (laughs) was very interesting yeah Yeah, because
0: i i think everyone assumes that their house looks like a halloween usa just threw up (laughs) exactly and
1: uh, and, no he said it was very nice it was very nice very respectable they were building a recording studio so they didn't have to go far from their families and everything and so this was probably 12 years ago i've i've been on this bandwagon that icp and then i heard like their whole catalog was about their dark journey to becoming good Christian boys like of course me and Murray are but, right you know. I, we didn't need them don't
2: mind that effort I said earlier no no no, no. Oh, please I mean we're Bingo? talking about the insane clown oh, posse yeah, so, so. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: yeah no I'm a I'm a lapsed wrestling and ICP fan that was my uh, my angsty teenage high school years um, um, oh yeah so. me too but no, I remember they became a big meme with like, they had this song, but the the one lyric where was like fucking magnets. How do they work? Yep, and <laughs> that was just like, well, it, that's either the most one of the most profound things I've ever heard, or one of the most ridiculous and absurd things I've ever heard. It, it's walking yeah. a very th- fine line between um, absurd and profound, which kind of leads us into. Darkman, which we are talking about today, from director Sam Raimi, who is uh, best known for the Evil Dead movies, up until recently dropping the latest MCU movie, uh, the the, the Doctor Strange sequel that he helmed. But Darkman came about because he wanted to do a superhero movie, and he couldn't get the rights he wanted to do The Shadow which later got made in the later 90s with Alec Baldwin couldn't get the rights to The Shadow Batman had just come out in 89 and so he basically created his own superhero and this movie stars of all people before he was uh you know he was a a dramatic actor at the time but this was Liam Neeson's first action role and then now with Star Wars and all, like, the Taken movies, like, he's gone back to being, like, the grizzled old action star. But this was him probably in his 30s. Yeah, so basically, Darkman was made as an homage to the universal horror movies of the 1930s, incorporating elements of the Phantom of the Opera, Elephant Man, Hunchback, oh. and Notre Dame. Yeah, it was made on a budget of $14 million and did quite well at the box office Forty-eight point eight million came out August twenty-fourth, nineteen ninety. I was too young to see this in the theater or to rent it. I was a huge Batman fan at the time with the the, the Michael Keaton movie that had just come out, but I was too I was too young to see Darkman. But my earliest my earliest memory of dark man was reading the parody of dark man which i don't remember what the, the title was but it was a in mad magazine they parried they would make like a little article comic yeah. strip of that parried the movie so that was my first introduction to dark man was in mad magazine of all things and um so, I threw out a bunch of movies for you guys to see which ones you would be interested in, and you guys came back with Darkman. Had either of you seen it prior to uh, th- our discussion today?
0: Well, I have. I saw it. I'm old. I'm 48, so I saw it when it came out. Wait, is this rated R?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is R? Yeah, it is.
1: Oh, I oh was wow. based 13. on some of the movies we've done recently, <laughs> Highlander 3 with full-on nudity, <laughs> PG-13, and that yeah. was like 92. Yeah. 94.
0: So, yeah, I, I gave, uh, this is the only reason we're doing this, I because uh, you gave me the list, and I say, Griff, here's the list of things you suggested, and Griff's like... Oh, I remember playing the video game. I couldn't beat it. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Let's just fucking do it.
1: I, I have so many questions surrounding this movie because of that video game that I started playing when I was like seven years old. And it befuddled me to the point where I had to look up. So I was going to actually play the video game in research for this role, you know, in line with doing the movie. And the video game is just doing the movie. Really? Paulie. Yeah, Paulie's in it. Uh, the guy with the leg, what do they call him, Skip or something? With the wooden leg remember. that's a gun? I don't remember. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, think, I don't... Uh, uh, the names don't even stick out to me. I just, <laughs> you know...
1: It... They do
0: a bad job with the names in this movie. Well, I don't know, one with Guzman was the Hispanic guy. Yeah.
2: And who was the guy, uh, the, the, the head bad guy? West Robert, Robert Durant. Durant Durant.
0: Played by Larry Drake, who was famous
2: for playing how should I say this? Mentally disabled. People. I was gonna say it was LA Law, yeah. I think.
0: LA Law Yes, and he <laughs> yeah. was also in the movie Doctor Giggle of the Scarecrow. Uh, Dark Knight uh, of the Scarecrow, where he also played a mentally challenged person who was wrongly accused of killing a child and he hid himself as a scarecrow, and the people killed him, and he came back and killed them. Oh. So Larry is a... Drake knows his, his mentally disabled roles.
2: <laughs> and he was also uh, Dr. Giggles, if anyone... <laughs> he was Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Dr. Giggles. <laughs> That's my DJ. Name. He's, plays, <laughs> He's
0: a very Trumpian
2: character in this
0: movie. <laughs> he, I thought I got Trump vibes off. I anyway.
2: not not from him. The other guy, I got big Trump vibes from. The... But that guy is a success.
1: I' are talking
0: about. Oh, okay, what, all right, yeah. all
2: right. Yeah, no,
1: and that guy actually no. did work a day in his life too. When he was on, when he was in the. <laughs> and scaffold. he said Durant does not like to pay taxes. That's how he got him. Okay, remember.
0: Yeah. The, well, it was weird because I always, I like I said, I saw this movie back in ninety. I, re, I only thing I remember about it was the cutting off people's fingers with a cigar cutter. I don't right. Yeah. That. that was a good thing. I liked that. That was. Menacing. I, don't, I I didn't remember anything else about it. But I always assumed he was the main villain. No, he's a hench in this one. Right. Yeah. And the main villain kind of sucks. It. He just he's not. He's very barely there.
1: But isn't that what makes a great top villain? What, not being in the movie?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Or just, he has everyone else do their dirty work for him. But he's like, yeah, he just gets chucked off a building at the end. Uh, Just strangely enough, speaking of Durant, the guy that cuts off people's fingers, his death scene is... Well, death scene in quotations, and I'll explain why. His death scene is very, very cool. Uh, they're chasing Darkman in a helicopter with, like, a bazooka and machine guns. And Darkman, like, he's dangling off of the helicopter, and then he hooks it to a truck. The truck pulls the helicopter into a an, an overpass, and it, and it explodes. Now... <laughs> I say death in parentheses because after this movie was theatrically released there was two direct DVD sequels one of which is called The Return of Durant somehow that guy survived that huge explosion
0: Oh, oh, yeah, but he probably had Dark Man skin now, right? Oh, Is that, that, would be, uh, that would be kind of a fun play Because, on I mean, it. fuck, the, the Dark Man, he survived his explosion. I mean, it was... Yeah. Right, PG-13. It could happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, in the realm of possibilities, a man could survive a helicopter explosion. I, yeah. I mean,
2: given this Dark Man role, he was the only returning actor, so they recast um, uh, Li- Liam Neeson. They recast him with... Arnold Voslow, who I guess I I know him best from the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser and the fact that he looks like uh, the Fago version of Billy Zane. Like I always you... confuse the two of them. Griff,
0: you were just talking about him. He was the main hench in hard target. Well oh,
2: there That's are it? I was going to say, I have a lot to say about this because, yeah, that's him. That's That was the guy yeah. they re- recast, um, yeah. the Arnold Voslow guy. Hard Target and this movie have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, Hard Target, Sam Raimi was actually on set for most of Hard Target's filming <laughs> because... the per- How did we
0: miss this in our, our five-hour episode <laughs> about Hard Target? Because we were too
1: busy with the whole... A bug? Or gnat? Like like a bug? We were too busy about that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, go Go ahead.
2: Because they were concerned... The production company, Universal, was concerned about John Woo... They're like, well, we're hiring this 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 guy who does not speak English very well. If the, we don't want this whole thing to to fall to pieces, so Sam Raimi was was on set, and of course Ted Raimi, his his brother, shows up in in Hard Target. He's uh, one of the guys when the black guys getting hunted. He's one of the guy. Yep. He's the guy in the glasses on the street.
1: I know just who you're talking. Okay, yeah. and
2: Chuck. Pafarer, I'm gonna butcher that guy's name. The the, the guy who wrote Hard Target, who was an actually legit Navy Seal guy, is a co-writer on Dark Man. So there's a um. lot of uh, yeah. Hard Target and Dark Man have more in common than you would you would think. And then there's the whole Arnold Voslow becoming Dark Man. I I wonder th- if because of the relationship that he had with Sam Raimi because of Hard Target when they were going to do the directive video thing they're like well we can't afford Liam Neeson so um let's get the guy from Hard Target let's get let's get Arnold Voslo in it so
0: is he Darkman in both sequels?
2: Yes he is. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, is it, I mean I imagine the bandages are and bandages, raincoat, fedora that's probably still a thing in Darkman too, right? Cuz that's his look.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but like the synthetic face, like when he puts on the, the synthetic oh. face, instead of Liam Neeson, you've got Arnold Voslow. Of, of course, Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi, he wanted Bruce Campbell to be the lead, and um, the studio ben. the studio was not having that.
1: That sounds right. <laughs> I, have he, we claimed him yet? Sam Raimi's Detroit's own. Yeah. He's ours. Yeah, he's ours. And, yeah. and Bruce Campbell. And Bruce yeah. Campbell,
2: that's right. I've yeah. got a... I don't think I have uh, any. I'm trying to think of any director that <laughs> I want to say maybe Brian Helgelin or David Kep are from Rhode Island. I can't think of anybody that. Uh, I mean, we've had a, our claim to fame. I guess is H.P. Lovecraft. We, we have him, so yeah, that's not a bad one. No. Nah.
0: You know, when, no, we're, Sam, right? when we're taught in school, only thing we, anybody outside of Rhode Island knows about Rhode Island is it's the smallest state in the Union. Right. Yeah. How far across is, like how many miles across is Rhode Island?
2: You know, I don't, I, 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 I'm i terrible at directions and geography, not all that kind of thing. Um, it would
0: be like, I don't know, like a couple hundred miles or something like that, a hundred miles,
2: You 50. can easily drive from the northmost part of the state down to south county the lowest part of the the state under an hour and a half easily Ooh. you could drive the that's- and so like that's the thing i grew up here so i'm used to that kind of travel thing my parents are both from new jersey and i have cousins now that live in texas and california and australia oh. so they're I mean, a four hour car ride for them, they're like that. That's I mean, that's just like what you have to do. Sometimes I we have the joke in Rhode Island that is if you have to cross a bridge, you're packing a lunch. That's like how, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's kind of our. Yeah. But
1: yeah, we're, we're we're small. That's a good. I like that. I've never heard a Rhode Island joke or. Uh, well, I'm, hey, the the Family Guy show. That's Rhode yeah, Island. Yeah, that's Rhode right. Island. Oh,
2: I was so gonna say we do. Rhode Rhode we do have Seth. Uh, unfortunately, we have Seth <laughs> McFarlane, I guess. Hey,
1: we we, hey. Got, we
0: have Kid Rock. We got right? Kid
1: uh. Rock. We got Ted Nugent. No. no, we don't. We're not just full of Sam Raimi's Griff and Tim's <laughs> and ICP. We've got our turds too. I was, we got Ted.
2: I forgot about Kid Rock. Oh, yeah, you poor guys. We Uh, we tried, too. You got Eminem. You got Eminem. We We, we do have Eminem. And Motown. We cornered
0: the market in white boy rappers.
2: That's true. You've got, got, yeah, you've got the, like, white rappers and then Motown. So you got Detroit,
0: you know, know, known for having a lot of white people in Detroit, you know. But all rappers are white. I don't get it
2: when i think of detroit i just i think of robocop <laughs> that's, that's me you I think. as you should <laughs> hey,
0: was, getting back to dark man right is this movie supposed to take place in detroit because I they said I, there's michigan plates
1: i saw michigan plates i thought i saw the uh G, gm or chrysler renaissance was, center. renaissance center i thought i saw that
2: do you that. know chris do you know where this was filmed the, yes it was filmed in los angeles and toronto
1: Oh, that's was, not. Okay. But, well, Toronto yeah. is at least four hours. We don't pack lunch to go to Toronto. <laughs> we just drive. Yeah, out. I they would. And yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: one thing I will say, one thing that pisses me off about Robocop that was not filmed here. It was like filmed in Dallas. Yeah, really? Oh, shit, but,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I like me some good Detroit movie. The opening of one of my all-time favorite movies, True Romance. Filmed oh, in, yeah. filmed in Detroit. Right. Which, um, yeah, it, go, it goes to California, yeah. but it starts out in Detroit. And uh, right. underrated flick, uh, one of my all-time yeah. favorites.
0: And I'll tell you, Chris, it's true. We have tons of grindhouses and comic book shops in the center of Detroit. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't uh, have any of
2: that shit. So, see, now I, uh, I, I kind of wanted to move yeah. to Detroit because we've got like zero grindhouses and a comic. <laughs> I remember, go, I used to love. We'd have a comic book shop sprout up, last for six months, and close in Rhode Island. So, what what were some of the elements of Darkman that you guys particularly uh, liked?
1: Griff, go ahead. He oh. loved it. He was raving about okay. it. Okay. I, I did no. like the opening scene with, I, I believe uh, our doc crew was led by that black guy, Eddie?
2: Yep.
0: Okay.
1: I liked things that were happening there.
0: Well, yeah, if you listen to our show, you know that if something, nothing but bad shit happens at the docks. Yeah, always. or in PG 13, just say God.
1: shoot or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ch- nah, bad shoot. Chicken poop. Bad stuff. <laughs> you know, bad, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> bad stuff. Bad stuff happens at the docks. Please yeah. go on. Oh, I'm, on. Say, yeah, You're I'm done. Yeah. So I, I liked Eddie. I liked his look. I loved all the dock workers coming down. And there was like a hundred of them and they have chain whip, they have guns, they have knives. They come out, they frisk. Nunchucks? Nunchucks. There was the guy Yeah, yeah. He, oh. he was good. Well, Sam Raimi was clearly like, okay, everybody walk towards me now menacingly. And this guy was like, I'm going to do my, my nunchuck moves. But <laughs> he had no nunchuck moves. So. <laughs> and, and so he's just whipping those things all over the place. It was good. I loved it. I love that natural kind of flair to these movies where it's not too touched up. You get some of that weird
2: you, um you get some early green screen stuff where you oh can yeah, see, yeah. like oh, yeah. Uh, especially don't
1: spoil with
0: CGI that I forgot about the, just the bad green screen. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like when he freaks out at the at the carnival, at the carnival worker, which wow. is one of my favorite scenes. He just straights up straight up like he beat the game but it's a, it's a carnival so of course it's rigged and he wants to win a pink ele- elephant for his uh, girlfriend Francis Mc- McDormand. and the guy's like nah, you stepped over the line <laughs> he's so pol- it's so polite he's like so like it's exactly what i would think Liam Neeson would say he's like the pink elephant if you please and i'm like that's exactly what Liam Neeson would say and then he freaks out breaks the guy's fingers and then bad green screen all weird it's like it's like you get his head and then that weird tunnel from Willy Wonka like all the weird <laughs> stuff going on in the background happening it,
1: the the green screen that hit me was like during the helicopter ride oh, some of the green screen yeah. happening in there it's
2: so jarring cuz you could you it's so apparent what the Real helicopter shots are like when they have like a real stuntman, and then yep. you're like, "Oh, that's that's Liam Neeson, clearly like two feet off the ground." Yeah, it, it's very jarring to to um to see it. But I I I'm just a firm believer. I I will take practical effects over CGI nonsense any day of oh, the yeah. week. Um,
1: oh, we talk about that all the time. All we the time. Full agreement. With full you. full on uh, the practical effects
2: so like yeah even if it's you could it's more visceral i think you feel more emotionally attached sometimes the cgi stuff you get that uncanny valley where your 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 eyes are seeing it your brain saying that's not that's not real this is like some matrix bullshit computer kind of stuff but i'm glad that we're all on the same page like we could appreciate that you know that kind of it was like the success of this movie was eventually what got Sam Raimi, the the job to uh to help Spider Man and then you know, all those Spider Man movies. What's your guys' history with Sam Raimi? When uh, I was a kid, but I think it was like my
0: friend was the first person to get a VCR, and they got Evil Dead, which we I never heard of this movie. Nobody never anybody says they saw Evil Dead in the theaters are full of shit. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And scared the fucking shit out of me that movie. Like, I, I, I'm actually an anomaly. I don't like Evil Dead 2. I think I'm the only guy who doesn't like it's it. It's true. but I, I think you really are. <laughs> but, it, it, but Evil Dead 1 is fucking great, man. It's like yeah. a genuinely scary fucking horror, for, especially for the budget that they had for yeah. doing that. That was probably my first Sam
1: Raimi experience. What, what about you, Griff? It's really hard because I want to appreciate Sam Raimi because of all, of, like, his foundation on... Special, like doing his own effects and everything, and like it. That that's there was a,
0: some nice like stop motion animation. Yeah, Dark the Man. stop
1: motion. Like I really appreciate Damn. all that. I don't like Sam Raimi with money. We we uh, actually.
2: I, I I'm. I I like that. I like that. I was gonna say. I think my. Yeah, I. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna throw a hot take. You threw out something about the Evil Dead movie. I was. I. I enjoyed the Spider Man movies. I was not over over the top, like in love with the Spider Man movies that he did. Um, and then something like I'm trying to think, probably what, what those Spider Man movies got to be his biggest budget. I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange, but I like the gritty Sam Raimi, Evil Dead kind of stuff, Army of Darkness, um, weird stuff to, like Crime Wave, just. Um, just weird. Yeah, some of his are more uh, something. Um, a simple plan. I really, really like. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I'm sorry for interrupting you. But Sam, uh, Sam Raimi with money. Please go on, because I, I, I like where this is headed.
1: Yeah, it's like we, we, like we actually did go. I'm not a Marvel person at all. Yeah. I see them because like I love I love hanging out with all of our friends. Some of our friends are big Marvel fans and I'll go see it and I won't have to poo-poo on them, but I'm not around them right now, so I'm gonna (laughs) poo-poo on the movie. Because it, it does just feel like a special effects affair. It doesn't seem like it's about characters or motives or villains or hero it's just about special effects. And it takes it completely away from the director because they're not the ones animating it. They're saying, I want weird, crazy glyphs and stuff. But when they're doing the original Star Wars, when they're doing Evil Dead 1, it's like, how can I make this work? And I love that. And I think that caters way more to horror than anything special effects can do. Because we got to see Rob Zombie do Halloween with all of his special effects and horrible music. And it's not good.
2: No, it's not. I
1: was going to say... Because, oh, especially horror. you got to have
0: practical effects Practical horror. Practical. That's what rel- really has to be visceral. You
1: want to be creeped out. You right. want to relate to it the most. And special effects takes you so far away from it. I, I mean,
0: I think special effects work in, like, a sci-fi kind of environment. Because right. you kind of need that kind of shit. Yeah. Spaceships and all that stuff. But, yeah. yeah, like, I don't like a lot of it in action or horror. I don't think you should have
2: it. Yeah. No, I'm... Um, yeah, like, this... I I tuned out of the whole Fast and the Furious thing. I'll just watch clips. Someone will show me a clip. They're like, "Did you see this? Like this car launches from like it jumps out. <laughs> the car jumps out of an airplane, drives through, literally drives through a building. One of the movies, it's swinging from a vine. I'm just like, I I I don't I don't want that. Um, and the MCU kind of stuff it's 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 so oversaturated now and i'm so sick of every time one of these marvel movies comes out it's the best one yet it's always the best one yet and i'm just like i'm done like <laughs> um i'm a hardcore batman fan it was always my favorite comic book always will be my favorite um Superhero movies. Oh, I, I'm on board for Batman. I really dig Superman, uh, Spider Man, and I like the actor that they have now doing Spider Man. But the whole MCU thing, it's. I don't want to have to have like. It's like a you you get like when you sign up for a college course, and these are the things. It's like you need all these prerequisites to get into it. To like to understand Doctor Strange, you need to have watched. 10 episodes of WandaVision, seen the original Doctor Strange, seen Infinity Avengers, seen this, seen that, and I'm just like, that's, no, the, that's not why I want to tune into a movie. I want to tune into something like Dark Man, where I don't have to know anything about any of these characters and just sit back and have, you know, a blast for an hour and a half.
1: A blast? Okay. I, ha- I have to ask the question now, <laughs> because you, you just, you, you're begging me for it. Okay. Are you, You're a fan of Darkman? Yes. Like the movie? Yes. Because <laughs> I need to ask now. Okay. What sets Darkman apart? Because there's certain traits they head on that I'd be like, oh, that would be cool if that was his unique thing. But I think Sam Raimi just like shows his rear end here and that <laughs> I am not creative enough to make my own cool, unique superhero. Because they give him all the trading card, you know, bubble bubblegum facts of a superhero. Right. Oh, he's got super strength. He can't be harmed. Even though later in the movie, we see him being harmed by everybody.
2: Right, They're like, right.
1: He, he can't feel pain. Although he takes a punch like it's the worst thing in the world.
0: I was thinking about the science of that, not feeling pain. Could you function as a human being? I mean, we're, we're talking about a comic book movie. But right.
1: Yeah. Could you do
0: anything? if you Like, you, you couldn't, like touch shit it would be weird like i just i just imagine you know how your hand will fall asleep and you just can't like use your fucking hand so how can you
1: operate you're thinking pain when it would be more like resistance yeah like when you go to get it grab a glass right you can appreciate resistance to you yeah Yeah.
2: um so uh, i don't know if you guys know this but um one of sam raimi's brothers ivan raimi is is a legit emergency room doctor He's a co writer on this movie. They tried to make the scientific and medical stuff as accurate as possible, which I can't, like, it's totally. So they
0: put, it, like, people on a spinning wheel and just spin them
1: around.
2: And then just, and and, and, and to prove yeah. that he doesn't feel pain, they just, you know, rammed a scalpel right into his I, thigh. All right. I
1: do now, love how enthused the doctor was about being like, this guy feels no pain. Whoa. No, so, man, what was going on with that thing? Like,
2: th- why were they hiding his death? Were they to experiment on him? I,
1: just...
2: I, I mean, <laughs> I have to say, so you asked the question. I actually think my least favorite part of Dark Man is the concept of Dark Man. <laughs> like, I, okay. I kind of appreciate just how absurd this movie is, and that's. Sometimes that's just the kind of movie that I I like. But yes, um, is he a great comic book hero? No is is he is he relatively redundant? Like I said, I threw out some of the um, the influences here. It's very much a Phantom of the Opera type thing. Um, yeah. It's very much a hunchback of Notre Dame, like he's too embarrassed to be around his girlfriend. Uh, it's very clear to me. Like you said, she's showing his rear end. It's very much. And if you're familiar with The Shadow, you could see why he, Sam Raimi wanted to do The Shadow. um he wanted to do a comic book he wanted to do a movie of the shadow this movie wears its influences well but i like i'm not over the top about like you said there's a lot of yeah one minute he can be hurt and then the next minute he can't he gets like shot with like a nail gun or a bolt gun and yeah it's one of those things. It's a matter of convenience. His powers, I would say, it's kind of like one of those things. If the if the plot necessitates this to happen, to me, I think my favorite weird scene in the movie is the scene where he sets up Robert Durant. He makes the Robert yeah. Durant mask, and he goes into the convenience store and just like stares into the security cameras. Like, my name is Robert Durant, and I'm robbing this store. That's the kind of stuff that I like about this movie. And I like the action scene with the helicopter. I actually think that scene's pretty, pretty cool. I
1: think so, Barry liked that. Yeah, I like, the, too- I
0: like... Well, I like... So we were getting back to... You are talking about Fast and Furious. Like, I like... There's... this. I like stunts, real stunts, where it's like you're seeing people... Like, like the I have with Marvel movies and all these Marvel movies, there's no stakes anymore. Like, cause I, I, I know it's fucking fake... I oh. can't get invested. I don't care. I'm sorry for swearing all the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. My, my uh, just let, it, let it fly, guys. Oh. Let it fly. Okay. It's like, like like there's the constant quipping and joking. Like there's never any tension anymore. It's constantly yeah. like I we well, got this. Don't worry about. It. Thanos is going to destroy the universe. Let me let me throw some out some jokes right now. I got a nice tight five minutes of routine. Uh, I'm going to work. Yeah, on, right.
2: Let's you know? get Quinn out here. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, Excellent. yeah, it's one of those things, like you said, there's no stakes because now there's, uh, well, you're dead, but you're alive in a different multiverse now, or you, we can go back in time, but well, we can only go back in time once and only when it's convenient. Yeah, it, it, they've disappeared. There's nothing to be invested in anymore. And I think I, I, I came up with this little, this little meme, this picture. Of um, did you guys ever see the movie You Me and Dupree? It's a Owen. No. It, it's a terrible Owen Wilson, uh, <laughs> Matt Dillon, Kate Hudson comedy, and it was directed by the Russo brothers, who who did um, one of the Captain America movies and then like oh, all, all the Avengers movies. So I, I I took this little clip of You Me and Dupree, which is which is awful, and I titled it the quickest way to uh, disassociate um, to piss off the MCU fan base, I just put, like, the Russo brothers' best movie is and always will be you, me, and You're Dupree.
0: Me <laughs> and people oh, like, my God. Oh, Marvel you Marvel fans get on my nerve. Oh, I'm universally loved on Twitter, by the way. Except. Yeah, universally. Except. By our fans. We're universally hated by on YouTube, but we're loved on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> except if I ever even dare to make any kind of comment about a Marvel movie, and they just come
1: out after you, and it's like, God, just cool it. You like, right. enjoy your movie. Like, I, I, I didn't exactly love Dark Man, but I love, like, talking about it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was quick. That helps. I was gonna... Th-
2: I- yeah, you <laughs> stay away from the direct-to-DVD sequels. Um They're just... <laughs> unless you're, like, a diehard Arnold... If there's, like, for the one diehard Arnold Voslo fan out there, the... Wow. You know, I mean, someone's got to love the man. Um, he
1: terrorized my childhood, so I kind of do want to watch it. <laughs> he, uh, he's got that <laughs> look.
2: Yeah, he's got that look. Like, I do not want to yeah. mess with him. Um, they also they also filmed a, this. They were going to try to make Dark Man into a TV show. They actually filmed the pilot and everything, but that never happened. Yeah, I mean, is it Sam Raimi's best movie? Absolutely not. Is it his worst movie? No. Is it easy to get through at, at an hour and a half I mean the original cut of this movie was over two hours long I I can't think I'm I don't think anyone's no one's shouting release the <laughs> release the raimi sure, cut. cut. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I you know the raimi verse <laughs> right for, for what it is and like I said the, my you know the, the scenes that I like the most are like the weird stuff he does with the mask, like that thing yes. at the Chinese food restaurant where he's like, I'm going to you have until the length of this cigar to get me my money and then like yeah. cuts the cigar down to like the nub. Um Yeah, it, it's stuff like that that makes me enjoy this movie. Um So, yeah, I am a fan, though. I do like this movie. It-
1: that's what I was going to ask you, because I said the things that made me not like it. But the thing that really made me like it, the thing they should have honed in on, you didn't need to give him super strength. No. He should be weak. Yep. By everything that happened, weak. Um, But his thing was, he What's was What's the a, physics behind if you can't feel pain, it makes we'll, you strong? For, is it because you're full of adrenaline? We'll get, we'll get to the science in a little bit. We got to get to the science, all right? Sorry. We got to get to the science. I'm sorry, we're doing this. <laughs> Um, But the thing that uh, for me was like this is what Sam should have leaned into was he was this super scientist who could recreate He created skin. a 3D printer, Griff. He yeah. invented the 3D printer and face-off technology. And it creates stuff from thin air. Right. It just creates a nose from thin air. Right. That. So that should have been his lean in. You have a scientist protagonist, super scientist, who works above a coffee shop. Like, that should have <laughs> been your lean. Because that's the best part for me, too, yeah, is yeah. him making the mask, going undercover. He doesn't making ha-
0: a human skin mask. Let's not forget that. Yeah.
1: This is Leatherface territory. Right. He's
0: making masks made out of, apparently, synthetic human skin.
2: Right. <laughs> that's that's the, there's a, the one scene where he's, I I mean he knows that he's only got a certain amount of time, but like after that whole ninety chi- nine minutes, <laughs> after it's the ninety nine minutes, yeah. But after the Chinese food restaurant thing, he knows he's running out of time, but he's just sitting, like, at a bus stop, and his face starts melting.
1: You're <laughs> like, come That was good. That was good. like, gotta wait for the bus. Come on. Yeah. Was yeah. that the Chinese restaurant scene, or was that the Pauly scene? That was the Pauly scene. Oh, I thought that yeah, yeah. It was the yeah, Pauly. Yeah. And then the woman sees Pauly crash on the car, oh. and then she looks over at him and shrieks you, out.
2: Yeah. See, that's the good stuff with this movie. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I there was no, was re- good. there's no reason for like this whole, like, oh, he doesn't feel pain stuff. Just like it's too, it's throwing too much against the wall. And what really stuck sticks to the wall for me is the fact that he can make these synthetic faces. Yeah. And like, I think that is, a, you could, there's a lot to explore with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah,
0: but then we run into the face-off problem. The face oh, off, problem, face off a few months ago, and I was like, you know, there's more to a face than just skin. you have like bone structure. Like I could, like I could just peel off Griff's face, put it on, and all of a sudden I look
1: exactly like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Every know? everybody in my family is like, hey, Griff you're looking kind of sick today, yeah.
0: no, and I would mean, sound exactly like you because I'd listen to your voice on a, a Walkman repeatedly. And yeah. it just sound, that would just make my voice that's, that sound that, perfectly.
2: That's what I. I don't. Yeah, the, the face off thing. I like how they tried. They they're like, we're we're gonna insert this thing into your throat, and like we're gonna chisel your chin. Um, it's like it, it, we're dealing with fucking face off here. Like we don't need to get into the, this. Is not we don't need this technical <laughs> medical stuff being thrown in here. We've but got that's
0: the problem with '90s movies. We complain about this all the time. We're we're I think you and you're in step with us we like gritty
1: real shit well hey that's 90 minutes that's 90 minutes i'm okay with my chintzy science as long as you say science has figured this out (laughs) right i was okay with the
0: voice thing but somewhere in the 90s, we had to explain everything. Yeah, and that's right, why every right. movie is three hours yeah, now. That's... I just let me use my imagination. Right. I don't
1: need to. Like you said, just say science. Just say science. <laughs> Super I science. I don't need to know. I don't need to know why Liam Neeson has a computer that forms a holograph that somehow injects. <laughs> His lab exploded. And the, he...
2: the dunking okay. bird somehow survived.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Everything survived. Everything's he just got charred a little. He yeah, took it, yeah. it to his new lair. Which, where, was that an abandoned sparks factory where he hooked it up to some sparks? Like how, Nobody noticed all this power was being located in this
1: abandoned building. Look, if there's one thing I know in my current work field is no one notices anything. <laughs>
0: okay. okay?
1: Like, I, I don't want to get into all those details, but it – I've been astounded this week. I had to put in a 17-hour day the other day because someone didn't notice something for five months. Wow. And it was like, how? How did anybody miss this? I don't know. I don't know. Science. It's science. It's it's science.
2: science. So... Um, I'm curious though. So the video game, like you, do you, yeah. you change, like you're able to put on a, a face of somebody else and like okay. you could be poly for a, a level or two.
1: This is good. I, 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 freshened up on this right before it's only 25 minutes to beat the game. If you're good at it. Wow. And so it starts out, you're dark, man. You're in the raincoat. You got the bandages, you got the fedora. You can wall climb. There's ice physics. People will understand this, right? There's ice physics everywhere. Literally, when you try to turn around, you hear like you're a car (laughs) squealching in the rain. It's horrible. And so you start as Dark Man, and then you're trying to get uh, to the last level, whatever. Then you start taking pictures of the people because you get the first lead at the end of, like, the first scenario, and it's Pauly. You take pictures of Pauly, and you have to get close-ups and long shots. Close-ups give you more points. Long shots, less points. Because this whole game is played out where each level you have a timer. And guess what the timer is? That no. stupid little desk bird. Oh. So they, everything about this game, I didn't realize it, is based on the movie. When Murray came over today, so, yeah. I was like, "Is this a comic book I didn't know about?" Because I used to rifle through those dollar boxes and never saw Dark Man. Right. Uh, so I wasn't sure if this was just a movie, comic, or a video game. Uh, right.
2: It's it's interesting to me the, where people come in on things like so your first exposure to the Dark Man was um the video game. I yeah. always use this example with people. I'm like. My exposure to Rambo, as a kid in the 80s, I remember there was like a year or two where Rambo was a cartoon character. So was RoboCop. And oh, then oh, wow. I remember watching the first RoboCop movie going, oh, uh, like, I was way too young to be what?" That mm. movie is brutal. That movie is very, very violent. And then I remember the first Rambo movie I saw was Rambo 3 where he's, like, over the top and he's blowing everything up. Yeah. And then I watched Rambo 2, and then I watched the first Rambo movie, and I'm like, what is this? Like, he's cry- like he, he doesn't kill anybody. This poor guy just wants... The- he just wants, like, a place to stay. He just wants to have a meal in this town. And Brian yeah. Denny, he's being a dick to him. And then the end of the movie is him, like, crying. He's like a emo kid. Like, well, PTSD. <laughs> but he's like an emo action... Fi- like, emo action hero. So it's so... E- interesting to me where people come in on things and then you go back to find out you're like this is fascinating to me because like now i want to i want to track down the dark man video game because this sounds like they actually tried to make it somewhat like this movie that's which is more than i could say for some video game adaptations so uh, kudos to whoever did that <sighs>
0: Especially for way back
2: in 1990. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: All right. So the first level, you end up getting a lead to poly, Then you take the pictures of Polly, And then if you did a good job taking the pictures, when you go into the second set of stages, you're Pauly now. And you got a Flintstone club. And I don't <laughs> course, remember yeah. Pauly ever having a bat in the movie. But he has one in the video game. And so then you play through levels as Polly and if you did really good, you get more time for the levels, and that little bird doesn't tick as fast because that's your timer is the little bird. And then you get to the end of that level, and you get the next character who is the one-legged guy with the machine gun, and then you go through a set of levels with different physics. It was a terrible video game. It was very hard. (laughs) I would never beat a level as a kid. Wow, Not one. It was very difficult. So you do get the different faces. It plays into the course this of the game. Is this going to be
0: the next game I beat for you?
1: I would, lo- I would love you yeah. to beat this game. Just so it. everyone on our show can experience <laughs> you taunting... And yeah. sending the photos from your flip phone. <laughs> Not anymore. Not, <laughs> Not anymore. anymore. But yeah, it was a flip
0: phone. But yeah. The, would I battle Battletoads. Yeah, I beat Battletoads. Yeah, yeah be you beat
1: Battletoads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, you do get the mass. It plays into like the whole gameplay of it all. Um, three different masks. The last one is, of course, our main, our, our quote unquote main villain, Dur- Dur- Durant. 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 Durant.
2: Robert, Robert Durant.
1: Who was wearing a zoo suit? Almost sounds in the like video Robert game. Ginty. It
0: makes me upset. Yeah, that's it's, yeah, so um, close. Um, you know one thing I did like about I liked that gun that Robert Durant had. It was like he was shooting like exploding bullets or something.
1: Oh, like, yeah, like, had like a Tommy gun. It
0: was supposed to be a grenade launcher. Yeah, but it, it was kind, of, it was, it was kind of flimsy. It was kind of like a Judge Dredd lawgiver. It was just shooting like incendiary like bombs at him. That was yeah. cool. I liked that.
2: Yeah, I mean the, the, I mean that's the thing. There are aspects of this movie that are just so and I like that the fact that they don't take this movie too seriously. And I think that that there are six at least five or six different credited screenwriters to this movie which it kind of shows that, that we've got it's not one person's vision, which is, I think why this movie gets so muddled at Parts, because you got the guy who wrote Hard Target, who's a legit badass Navy SEAL guy, and then you get like Sam Raimi and his brother, who are, are just like you know, they have a very slapstick, tongue-in-cheek kind of view of their of their movies for the most part. For the most part, when they you know when they when they're delving into these kinds of Films, so I I really think that this is a movie that just stinks of having way too many uh, cooks in the kitchen, which is why I think it gets muddled at parts. And I know I what another thing that I did like about this movie is the music is pretty good, and it's uh <laughs>
0: now you and me are going to differ on that, <laughs> one. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It it wasn't that the movie was the music was good or bad. It was obnoxiously in the front of the movie, or I mean, like it was overpowering to me. I I mean, did you know? Would you know this? Did he do the theme to the Batman animated series? Yes, he did. He borrowed a lot from Darkman, though, because I was getting that sound from Darkman. Yeah,
2: it's. I mean, he just. So he had just come off of Batman from 1989, and he was just getting his start scoring movies. So, yeah, I think he was, he's, he, he recycles a lot of his ideas and a lot of his, and a lot of his scores. But, yeah, he did the, he did the main theme for the Batman animated series. And, yeah, there's definitely elements of, um of, of that dark man, I think is why I kind of like the the music, and why I kind of like this movie is I do have some nostalgic attachment to this movie because I remember it. I remember the advertising for this movie. It would just be like, "Who is Dark Man?" And like this was back like when billboards weren't computerized and changed every five seconds. Like it would just be a big massive billboard of just the silhouette of dark man. And it says, who is dark man? And then being a kid, being like eight or nine years old, if the movie's rated R and it looks like it's a cool action movie, it, and it's something my parents won't let me see, I'm immediately going to want to watch it. Right. You know, that's just right.
1: Yeah. I know. I was agreeing with you. Billboard action is great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Advertisement used to be really good.
0: R-rated movies for kids, we all agree. Yeah, right, right. right. Really, this I, my, my mom took me to kids. see anything. I don't like, I mean, the. It's a, as long as she wanted to see it. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I would have said Like, my mom was an action snob. Like, she'd take me to see, like, Stallone or Schwarzenegger because that was, like, A-level action. But no Jean-Claude Van Damme right like that. there. That's, that's, that's so funny. That's, that's beneath
1: her. That's so funny. No, no Golden Globus. No Cannon. She uh, beneath me. So, you were a few years ahead of me, obviously. Yeah, uh, so it's like, uh-huh. No, go ahead. Oh, so it's like I was getting the cast offs. That you were watching, you were getting all the the great a fish. I was yeah. getting, I was getting the crustaceans at the bottom, the the bottom feeders. The bottom. Yeah. That's I a, was getting the John Clauds.
2: I was going to say that's a weird place to draw the line. Like I would say, I draw the line. Like I could see my uh, if my mom was an action movie snob, Schwarzenegger and Stallone, yeah. Maybe a, a Van Damme movie, but absolutely under no circumstances whatsoever are we ever checking out anything with Steven Seagal. Like that's the, that's like the line where my, my I, w- I would would probably be drawn. But speaking as I I, I do want to ask you guys now, I because I've do, I've covered a couple of Golan Globus movies, uh, some canon movies on my show. I want to ask each of you top five.
0: Well, you know, we actually did an episode about our top five. We were I'm going to tell you our top five anyway.
2: Thank you. I,
1: thank you. I don't you. know if I can do five. The dome,
0: because there's so many.
1: There's so many.
2: Is death? Mine? Is Death Wish three included in the top five? I, I
1: don't
0: know. I don't think it was on mine. Um,
1: I don't remember what that. I don't know what. I, I'll. This is a no.
0: Well, I'll give you my not. Should we go countdown? My number
1: one. Just do, just do five. Just, just one. five in point.
2: in no particular order. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you my number one. Is, it's Shokuzuki's Revenge of the Ninja. That's really that's my good. favorite canon movie. Yeah. Of all that games. is. I love
2: that movie. A- anyone listening who hasn't checked out that movie, badass movie, check it out. Revenge of the Ninja. Yeah, right. Good, good, good stuff. All right. We, in, in no particular we, order, the rest. Or a top seven, maybe we'll do a top seven, not quite top ten. We'll give you. We'll you're, give you... you're asking too much with four or five. <laughs> yeah. You should give us some prep time. For okay, that. Yeah. sorry. Uh,
0: so um, we got we actually shit on this guy a lot, but I love Invasion USA. I'm not a big Chuck yeah, Norris guy, but USA I love Invasion very... the, USA. The,
1: the whole rocket launcher of a real suburb. Yeah, that they were trying to, uh, you know, flatline for another building or whatever that's so good alone as a practical effects fans yeah that's just amazing yeah you want to i
0: I hate cgi fire and explosion they look so fake yeah just blow something up come on
1: and the fact that they had a whole clearly white suburban like perfect cul-de-sac you know we got a dairy queen here and a speedway over there this is your dream town, and they blew it up. Right, that's perfect. And not gun. only that,
0: dirty commies blew it up. Dirty commies, <laughs> Richard Lynch. Yeah,
1: and they wanted to take your guns away. <laughs> exactly, they, they still do. People,
0: because yeah. you never know. You we never know
1: when the commies will show us <laughs> with a tank in invasion USA. Yeah, well,
2: um, I remember uh, the the original Red Dawn. Um, it was coming on on cable at ten o'clock, and I was just like my parents were talking, so they hadn't told me to go to bed yet. But the opening scene of Red Dawn, of this high school just getting shot up by communists, yeah. then being sent to bed that that opening scene is forever embedded in my mind. I was like, "What? Ah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's the yeah. Red Scare right there." It could
0: happen, Chris. It could happen. Yeah, it could. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another one. We, if you if you ever listen to our show, you know we love Mr. Steve James. Totally underutilized in his career, stuck being the uh, sidekick to DudaKov most of his career. But it works with Avenging Force. That it's got you got Steve James, you got the greatest villain of all time, Professor Glastonbury, played by John P. Ryan. Another classic, canon movie. 100
1: percent classic. That's easily in my top three.
0: Um, gotta say Bloodsport.
2: You, yeah,
1: Bloodsport's good. Sure. The ultimate tournament movie. Yep.
0: What's yeah, some of yours.
2: It's Grip? it's what um it's what Mortal Kombat wanted to be. Bloodsport. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Griff, you got any?
1: Okay, well, one of them that has to make my top five, and Murray's you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that is a canon movie." <laughs> the Apple. <laughs> yes. I. I do own the record of it because I legitimately just enjoy the crap out of that movie. I, I came to it Menachem
0: thinking... Menachem Golan's like, he's going to unite the world with that movie. Right.
1: I just love something where you can tell a, a person poured their heart and soul into it and it felt completely flat.
2: I always confuse I'm, that movie with Can't Stop the Music, the fucking village <laughs> people movie. Well, they're totally different <laughs> coming <laughs> The okay. Apple is set in a dystopian future of nineteen
0: ninety four. I right. believe maybe nineteen ninety four. Ninety four, and it's it's very it predicted a lot. There's like an American Idol type like uh, show.
1: Yeah, and I... Satan rules rules it like Simon Cowell, you know. Um, let's see another. I mean, another one we bring it up all the time. I like this movie. <laughs>
2: Cyborg, huh? Cyborg. Well, it's got my boy in it. Yeah. I Uh, yeah. I cyborg. Cyborg is good. I I love the fact that it's like the recycled props from Masters of the Universe, Uh, because that Masters of the Universe was one. When I growing up, I fucking loved that movie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I grew up that was one of the movies I got a lot and Jean-Claude with that wig did it for me right his yeah.
2: <laughs> What about uh Any Love for Cobra?
0: Cobra's good. We we that was one of the we did that a long time.
1: We ago. did that was in the first like several months. That was
0: probably the only canon movie that my mom ever took me to see. It was so, because it's Stallone. In it. yeah. Well, I was
2: going to have to ask this is this is the the Stallone uh canon film question Cobra versus Over the Top which which oh,
1: we're going to have a heated argument yeah. group. I, I was just going to say, also on my top five is Over the Top. <laughs> yeah. I have way oh. too much fun with that movie. We, had, like, if you go back, this was years ago. Me and yeah. Murray are babies when we record that episode. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was really into it. I was really not into it. Because... I you gotta see, go. I, I had, gotta go.
2: Cobra over uh, versus over the top. I'm sorry. Of course, for, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's cobra. fine.
1: It's fine. But you gotta understand where we're coming from, with our fatherly figures in our life. Right. My dad <laughs> left this earth way too soon. Murray's dad <laughs> shit on this earth for all of his eternity and will live forever. He's a Highlander, <laughs> right. and he's always gonna be a terrible. Another human great movie, by the way. They distributed Highlander. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: I found that out covering. I covered Highlander recently, and. I had oh. no. I, they had nothing to do with the production, though. If I'm not mistaken, they no, simply distributed. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, but uh, that's why i good. I, I gotta ask you though. One of my absolute favorite, just completely, just batshit crazy canon movies. I got a lot of love for Death Wish Three. What What, what say you guys? Oh, we
0: love it. Yeah, uh, right, the giggler, giggler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you bring up the giggler earlier? The
0: Wildy. Will, the yeah, yeah we, we, we went on, a, we talked about that for like a couple hours. Really? Not okay, all right.
2: One. Yeah, because that yeah. that to me, it's such a weird departure. If, if you watch the original Death Wish and then Death Wish 2 starts to get kind of goofy and then Death Wish 3 is so, who, uh, that villain. Um,
0: Chuck, uh, Richie Cunningham's brother from the first
2: season. Yes, movie. yeah. Uh, um Striker Striker
1: what the fuck was I that? I right. it? I want to say Striker. I think
2: yeah and then um that's the one I think is that the one that's got uh, Lawrence Fishburne in it?
0: No, he's in two. He's in yeah, two. Yeah, he's and, in two.
2: Yeah, and no. two. Th- those movies are weird. Jeff Goldblum's in the first one, I believe. Month, yeah.
0: Man. Yeah, and yeah. then in 3 we get uh t- Bill from Bill and Ted. Right.
2: <sighs> right. Yeah. Man. And I love how the aging Bronson is such a stud in that and Death Wish 4. Like, he is landing some women that I'm like,
0: wow. (laughs) Yeah, Death Wish series is a lot like you were saying, the Rambo series. It started out as like a serious movie. Like, about vigilante, is, is it right, is it wrong? And they're like, yeah, it's right. And then we're just going to just blow people away yep. each consecutive movie. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then our favorite line came in four, I think. Five. Five. I got a little tweet from my friend. <laughs> no,
0: the tweet for someone special. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the exploding uh, soccer ball.
1: A remote-controlled exploding soccer ball. Yeah, we did
0: a whole month of uh, Death Wish. That was oh. Rough. I, I mean, I love Charles Bronson, but that was a
1: rough mom. That's hard um, to dip back in that well. It's speaking so
2: of Charles yeah. Bronson, though, um, underrated flick from Charles Bronson that I uh, recently checked out and, and got a real kick out of, Ten to Midnight.
1: Oh, yeah. Another one of our classics. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of our first That was a really fun. I feel like that one pairs up with our modern times. Like, a crazy dude, sex-deprived, wants to murder people. Was that Was that the plot uh, yeah, of that? That Yeah, that was the guy that had the Incelsior 5000. Yeah, yeah, the Incelsior. And that, yeah. this seems like... Uh, uh, it seems like such a conservative talking point these days. ripped from so, the headlines. Yeah. I shouldn't call them conservatives. Reactionaries. Re- yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, yeah I'm going to have to catch up. I'm going to definitely have to check out your Death Wish month, because those movies, like you said, it, it, it the, the way that they started... And then the way that they've ended is five the last one. Other than the the Bruce was the last one. That's not even
0: released. on DVD. That's just like we don't want to talk about that. One.
1: I was. <laughs> you have to actually download. But it did.
0: Again, it introduced a very important part of Golden Globus Theater mythology. Oh, it did. The Acid Pit. Oh, yeah.
1: the Acid Pit yeah. was from that. the Acid Pit. Yeah. That's in
0: the there's a there's a fashion like yeah, uh, angle place. And they just have an open like pit of acid. Yeah.
1: Like upstairs is... is the runway where everybody comes. They to also hang have out. A, like a shredder, like an industrial shredder,
0: yeah. and it's, an acid. Bed. It's
1: it's upstairs, floor one, level floor with New York, because of course Death uh, Bronson, um, name. Charles Brown? <laughs> Paul Kersey? Paul Kersey. Yeah. Paul Kersey travels between L.A. and New York. Yeah, they look surprisingly like Toronto, but yeah, it's, every, it's New York. For every movie. And so, yeah, he's back in New York. Ground level. You got the runway, clubhouse, art shows, everything happening on the main ground. And then one step below that sweatshop, <laughs> Acid Pit... Industrial shredder. Industrial shredder. You have mobs all over the place. The good fellows have a spot in the corner with one light. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a great
2: so time to be alive. I, I, you know, that's weird. You say so. It's not available because I, when I did Death Wish, I like to do my research. So I ordered the Blu-ray. I had to order Death Wish, the the, the Blu-ray separately, and then I got the multi-pack of two three and four right and then I I really just wanted to cover three so I didn't even bother to look but you so you can't even get death Wish five no, no. It's,
0: I'm sure it's not VHS yeah but no it's it's
2: do you I, I'm gonna uh, a deep cut here though but do either of you happen to remember the first time consciously that you saw a Canon film? Do you remember Ooh. the first one? Well,
0: let me yeah. think. About While that. you
2: guys are thinking, I'm going I I will relate my my first experience with Canon films was Superman 4: The Quest for Peace. So It's a good
1: movie. Another, another <laughs> great episode. <we> yeah. <laughs> I lo- Do you remember the Leopard Man in the Corner? <laughs> I yeah.
2: I rem- I it was one of those things like I remember going and getting I uh, cuz I was a big comic book kid. I remember going to like the Scholastic book fair and getting like the Superman West peace book with like all the um the only thing that still bugs me and this is weird for me cuz I remember this as a kid that there the kid Jeremy who writes the letter to Superman what is yeah, up better. with what is up with his voice cuz that is clearly not him talking like you guys know what I'm talking. You know what the scene. Yeah, cena- yeah. It's so Wait. bad. Like I remember as a kid going, like, that's not right. Like that. Yeah. His lips are moving, but that voice ain't right coming out of him.
1: Uh, I I will say I I guess it's good. I, like I think we'll all acknowledge we did that. That was maybe our first Stewart episode too. Yeah, movie. I think it was Stewart's first episode. But that movie English really friend. did. It, it really did tickle my fancy. It was very stupid. Yeah, but it was yeah, very. Well, that in- was very enjoyable. much. I mean.
0: Griff and I are also comic book fans, me, so yeah. and Griff. But uh, I, re- cause I, I remember the hell that I that was being a comic book fan because there was no respect for the source material at all back then. They were just like, throw this shit. It's stupid kid shit. Who gives a crap? Right. Yeah. And so I, 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 it frustrated me as a comic book fan as a kid. I so I, so I kind of, I, I can appreciate what they're doing now. They're actually trying to.
1: I got no. I got sat down by like uh, Mr. Suet, Yat- yeah 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 of course yeah, and Yat you Rock know all, all you older classmen to the comic book world and everything because I didn't realize how much you guys had to suffer. Right. I mean I don't <laughs> get it because Red Brown was your Captain America exactly, and I don't <laughs> agree with Chris Evans. No, that's well, yeah. not mine. Yeah. I want Reb. Yeah. Um. Uh, so
2: for people like that have like, no idea, there there are uh, I I think they were made for TV movies. If I'm not mistaken, two yeah, of them. And I remember them watching them on TV. I yeah. think you can you can total the amount of actual Captain America action in both those movies. Probably about 15 minutes in three and a half hours. Chris, <laughs> that's why I hated. Him. That's why I never
0: watched <laughs> the Incredible Hulk show. All right, the Hulk for five minutes at the yeah. end. I don't care about David Banner. Right. Give me the whole. So I got got a
2: a comic book question. Did Canon do the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie?
0: (laughs) Did they? I don't don't think they did. I don't think. But you know what they did do, uh, Chris? They they when uh, comics were very hot in the nineties, they came out. It was going to be Canon Comics. I own a copy of this. There's a cyborg comic book. Yeah, no way. And to tell you, this is how it ends. It ends right before the big fight. And it tells, it's not like issue two. It's like, go buy the VHS copy to find out how this ends. They don't yep. even like give wow. you an ending.
2: And speaking that, of 90s, speaking of Captain America, in between Red Brown and Chris Evans, J.D. Salinger's son, that that Captain yeah. America movie? Do you guys yeah. remember that one?
0: Yes, we covered it. Yeah. Oh, it's that, okay. another oh, Canon man. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I oh, the rubber with the rubber ears, yeah. Yeah, yeah the I, rubber
2: ears. And uh Ned Beatty, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and the
0: Italian Red Skull.
2: R- yeah, there's a <laughs> uh I and of course I love that a move that he doesn't use not just once but twice, the faking car sicks <laughs> faking <Yeah>. car <laughs> sick to to steal somebody's car. It's a ludicrous movie, and we have gone completely off topic on from Darkman. <laughs> yeah, but
1: gonna... that's what are we talking <laughs> about? Oh, Darkman. Darkman. Yeah. But, yeah um... What else do we want to know about Darkman? Um. This
0: really. I, I was think... getting Doctor Vibes vibes off of Darkman. Anybody else? You, you ever seen Doctor Vibes? No. Vincent I don't know. Price. No. You look like Doctor Vibes to me.
2: I'm thinking of the uh,
0: abominable Dr.
2: Fides. Right. i um, Yeah. No. I'm mixing it up with something. Uh, do, we, there was a Doctor yeah. Something in a Thousand Keys Doctor Seuss movie. Yeah. Um, no, totally different. Totally. Okay. Different. I got. I got. I got a bone up on my uh, my Vincent Price. Uh, I'm a fan of. You and he's great. He is. Good. I. Um, I'm a big fan of the original. Um, I guess it's it's been remade as The Omega Man and um I am I am Legend but I I yeah, dig Last Man on Earth. Right. Did the um yeah, yeah, where he's uh killing van- like yeah, if people haven't seen the original uh straight up vampire vampire zombies uh great Vincent Price yeah. movie. Um lots you of you can find
0: a, that one everywhere cuz it's public domain. Well, I was so, going to say
2: all those Yeah, I I pick every once in a while to 7-Eleven. I'll pick up one of those uh, 10 pack movies of, uh, you know, the 10 public domain horror movies. Um, And I got I bought a bunch with uh, Vincent Price that I haven't gotten around to because I've been busy watching weird shit for this show so um uh, but i got my, i got to do my <laughs> oh. homework with you guys because it sounds like you how, how many years have you been doing this show now then
0: <laughs> we just passed our four-year anniversary a few weeks ago so congratulations we over 200 episodes in the can yeah
2: so yeah. that's awesome if you had to uh and i know this is like asking They're me to choose crisp. between we'll okay, okay. <laughs> i was going to say <laughs> i was going to say do do um is it best for people to have seen these movies or is it the kind of thing that they could just no Im-
0: we cuz we go right we go through we basically we're like we're like the uh, storytellers of yore. We're, we
1: explain. We do the Wikipedia. You know, we explain the plot. We get into the details. And we,
0: we notice details no one else we noticed. We notice. Chris, did you notice the leopard man in, in the Lex Luthor's lair in I, Superman 4? I
2: did not. We okay. did. So you, you, back. Yeah. So you guys somebody are.
0: somebody wearing a total leopard print body stocking. Like, I don't know if there's some weird gimp shit going on with Lex <laughs> Luthor. But we noticed that. I mean, you're going to notice it And now. we talked uh, about I, 45
1: minutes. Yeah.
2: So you guys are like Cliff Notes then, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, you, what? we're kind
1: of the Cliff Aud- I Notes. Mean, audi- I'll, I'll, I'll
0: put it to you this way for your listeners. If you want to learn something, don't listen to us. If you want to be entertained, <laughs> listen to us. Because it's, it is a comedy show after all. Well, you guys, if you haven't noticed by now. No, you
2: know? I was going to say that um, – I could probably talk to you guys for hours. We could probably just have a blast sitting around, you know, shooting the shit with movies, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. You guys have been very generous with your time. Um, any final thoughts on dark man, Golan, Golan Globus? What do you guys, anything, what do you guys got coming up now that you've passed? What, what did you do for the four, four year anniversary? Um, Anything special?
0: What we did, we did the classic Ninja 3 domination with professional wrestler Paul London was on that, with his former WWE superstar, it, Paul London. Is that... That was our four-year...
2: Now, is that the one where the, there's the lady that's, that's possessed? Is Macinda
0: Dickey from Breaking and Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo yeah. gets possessed by the spirit of a ninja okay. and Shokazugi must exercise the ninja.
2: And you guys got... That was got, our 200th, yeah. You guys got Paul London, who was notoriously fired for smiling at Vince McMahon.
0: Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> great guy.
2: He's actually really great. He's guy. He is... And again, I'm a lapsed wrestling fan, but Ugh. he was really, really good. I remember him tagging with... Uh, Long guy had blonde hair. They were t- Brian Kendrick. Thank wasn't you. not that his partner? Yeah. I, I think he's. We, been, yeah, we've heard some stories. I was about gonna that say. Guy. I believe that he's yeah. been canceled.
1: <laughs> I think we should be talking.
2: Yeah, we could talk. Paul well, he, Paul London's a good guy. We could talk about um, yeah. Paul London's a swell guy. But yeah, but I think Brian Kendrick got canceled. So, um, but um, yeah. so what do you guys got coming? I'm gonna be dropping this in probably about a week. Do you, do you guys schedule these, or you pull them out of the head, or you throw in? Starts at a board? Like, how every, do you...
0: Pe- every Wednesday night, we release the episodes. Yeah. Okay. We, we've, we've been amazing. Even during COVID, we just kept churning them out, man. Well, we're he we're, we're heroes. Here that's he, okay. We had nothing
1: else to do, so let's not yeah, make it too big of a thing. That's mistake. true. We, but, kept uh, it, we, we had adhered to the restrictions, and we kept to a yes. very small circle. <laughs> I was unemployed at the time. You're right. And and Murray, I was working outside like, yeah. around not around people. So. Murray employs himself, so yeah. it was just like all right and we just kept we just hung out and that was that was our keeping our I, I
0: do thing. wanna say to any of your listeners if they do want to check us out that Golden Globe is theater is Golden Globe is an idea, it's the vibe of Golden yeah. Globe. We don't we don't stick to adhere to like we're only gonna do canon films. We right. don't do that. We yeah. just we do movies, action movies. That have that except in uh, October, where we actually do some horror movies, and February. In February, we honor African Americans with Black History Month. Sweet, but have you guys done uh, TNT Jackson? No, we have not done TNT Jackson. All right, mm-hmm. check
2: not yet. TNT Jackson stars the second ever play Black Playboy Playmate of the Year.
1: That sounds perfect. For Exa- us. Oh, hold on, yeah. it gets
2: better. Directed. <laughs> Directed by a Filipino gentleman, written by char- white character actor Dick Miller.
0: Classic Dick. I, you know Dick Miller. He's in. He's been in everything. Gremlins. Would, Gre- saw, the uh, grumpy
2: yeah. neighbor yeah. from Gremlins. Uh, an executive produced by Roger Corman. I recently had a, a guest on to cover TNG Jackson. It's painful. I'm not going to lie. It's a painful movie to get through, but... Um, you, it, it's kind of one of those things that you you kind of have to see to believe because it's it, it's very schlocky but um yeah, but but it's also
0: very diverse is
2: what you're telling well, me well i'm telling yeah. it's it's a cultural mixing pot it was filmed in the philippines we got it, which is bizarre because of the, these black exploitation movies have um was
0: this the Roger Corman movie
2: yeah he yeah he was oh, behind yeah. it
0: he, he did the philippines a lot yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, yeah, but just the fact that it's written by Dick Miller, and if you just look, like he's the most like white bread kind of guy, and for him to write a black exploitation kung fu movie um, with the uh, the Playboy playmate who she's drop dead gorgeous, deservedly so, being Playboy playmate of the year. Leaves a lot to be uh, desired in the acting realm, so to speak. But, I mean, what are you going to... You can't have it all. No, you, can't,
1: I mean, yeah, you really can't have Especially with the Playboy Playmate. Right, one yeah, we've, we've, we've done many at an Andy Sedaris
0: exactly. movies. Uh, right. <laughs> Playmate acting.
2: Um, so what do you guys got coming up? Uh, uh, dropping next Wednesday,
0: we just, hot off the presses, we just literally finished a couple hours before we started talking to you. Classic from the 70s. Talk about black exploitation. Jim Kelly of Enter the Dragon fame is in it. Uh, classic 70s uh, classic. tough, tough Let's guy. Showdown <laughs> Baker. It's the movie Golden Needle. Holden yeah, me. a little obscure because we like to throw. We don't want to give you all these a lists. We we got some deep cuts. Listen, so like, Na-
2: I was gonna say you're throwing out Joe Don Baker. You're th- you're throwing out fucking Mitchell right there. So yeah, yeah, I mean. exactly. Mitchell <laughs> MST3K walking fame, yeah.
1: walking tall. Like Joe Don Baker is the everyman. We don't understand everyman anymore. Jason Statham, I think we've agreed, is the closest thing we have to an everyman because he's bald.
0: <laughs> <But> that's it.
1: <laughs> he's still got, like, that what? accent and that, like, gargly tone and everything. Oh, yeah. But who else do we have in modern action who's an everyman? We have uh, elderly Bob Odenkirk, elderly Liam Neeson, elderly Keanu Reeves. Elderly Bruce Willis. Those are our action stars, and it's pitiful then you get Joe Don Baker, sleaze, doesn't care if he sleeps with a woman for money, doesn't care yeah. if he's like, you know, just leaning into, his... you know, bribes and stuff. Like, that's that's what made Golden Needle so fun. And, and that's Golden what Needle. we talked about. I was about. just going
2: to say, like, I mean, if you ever feel bad about the condition of what your car looks like, like, at any movie where Joe Don Baker's driving his car, his car is just filled with, like, fast food wrappers and... Empty, well, cigars, it, empty cigarette packs and all sorts of – it's kind of like a, will, a landfill on wheels.
1: Yeah, you'll be happy to know that in this movie, Joe Don Baker does eat a lot of seafood and there is a moment where he's back in Hong Kong from L.A. and he's like, oh my god, I can't wait to eat the vendor food. There's,
0: well he says it's trash and I can't stop eating it. Yeah, and he's just
1: going to town on skewered yeah. shrimps and crawdads right. and
0: so uh, that'll be our our next episode. I'm gonna have and to check I
2: that movie out. That sounds you, like a lot it, of it's fun.
0: A, it's a nice tight ninety minutes. Tight and 90. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Very available. And uh be prepared, people. We're I guess we decided I'll I'll break the news right here. We're going to do Top Gun Mm -hmm. as our next movie. Really? We're going to explore. We're going to find out, is it really a subversive gay recruitment movie or not? You're going to get the skinny from us.
2: Have you seen... I've never seen the full movie, but have you seen the clip of Quentin Tarantino talking about Top Gun? Yes, we have. That's
0: where where it came from. I had no... Both of us had never seen Top
1: Gun. I've never,
0: but uh, you know what, Chris? I did play the video game. I was <laughs> gonna I beat it.
1: You did? Uh, yeah. I could never.
2: Yes, I, I, could never I could never. I could never fucking land that plane on that aircraft carrier. <laughs> All no.
0: you gotta do is follow the instructions that it gives you, people. No,
2: you're you're simple. You're you're like a video game god or something. Like that was I am, so. Well, I am- I, I, I can't tell but you I, how I played, many times. I'm
0: old school. I cannot play any of the new stuff at all. It's it's got to be very side-scrolling, linear for me. Something I because I got that like tunnel vision. Right. if it's like a three D thing, no. Like if, if you and me played like Call of Duty, you just kick my ass because I can't. There's too much shit going on. You know? I could t- you I could take that, you yeah. in a uh,
2: what that uh the dancing game. That uh, or you gotta you duel dance? Yeah, I, yeah. I, could I would out. kill on that. No, I would wouldn't. you? All right. <laughs>
0: I, also, I also knocked out Mike Tyson, by the way. But that's another. That's another story. We'll talk about my accolades and video games for another time. But um, yeah, so Golden Needles, look into that. And top and, uh, Gun. Top, top Gun. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm against it. I put up a poll. I did not think we got enough votes for it. But I'm gonna. I acquiesce to Griff. He said. Let's give it to the people. They want to hear our take on the
2: I. You guys have been doing this for four years. I started this podcast about seven months ago, and the thing that I've learned is you've got to listen to the people. I've covered movies. The first one that comes to mind instantly that I did not want to cover was Howard the Duck and... Oh, I, yeah, I agree. People, people, for, they love the episode. One, one of my most downloaded episodes. Uh. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's our most frustrating thing, because we hate 90s action. We do it just for the fans, yeah. and they love it. They eat it up with a spoon, and yeah. then we do something we love, and it's like, yeah. Like, here, here's a perfect example. If we did Bronson's Mechanic. Classic. One right. of Bronson's it's best movies. That's such a good movie. Nobody gave a shit. We did, the next week, we did Statham's. Garbage, forgettable shit. People love it. They yeah. eat it up. It's got twice as many listens. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's wrong with you people?
2: There's no accounting for taste. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that I've insulted my, my your and my audience, guys, thank you so much. I can't think of a better way to end the show. Guys, thank you so much. Um, Golden Globes Theatre, um, I'm gonna have all the links for the for you guys in the episode description. Please follow them on Twitter. Check out their show and, um, guys, I had an absolute blast talking with you. So um, thank you so much for joining me. To- to kind of talk about dark man i think i think yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the ratio yeah, the ratio you... the ratio of dark man talk to just general <laughs> movie talk yeah. i mean but yeah. I, I, and that's kind of like why I, I i like having guests on so i can points that we have to make so um thank you guys tim griff um any last word any less words gentlemen
1: you get anything to say, Griff? Well, if you do want to finish talking about, uh, we never really got into the full science of Darkman, so um. I'm more than willing to come back on to finish talking about Darkman. You know, it's and the, I
2: do. Be- I, I feel nature calling me. Um, yeah. well, can we? I mean, we'll have to get back to the science talk. But uh, but thank you for the offer. I appreciate it very much. Oh, yeah,
1: because <laughs> we got we did definitely get like a twenty five to seventy five percent ratio of <laughs> dark man to. <laughs> yeah, are going really
2: be pissed off. Uh, but yeah, this,
1: uh, yeah.
0: All I got to say is, this is our show, people. So, I will yeah. say
1: Francis Francis McDonald is that her name? Yes. No, it's not. It's, not, it's Francis McDormand. Yes, Francis, Francis McDormand, McDormand. Wonderful, loved her in the movie. Liam Neeson, nowhere near a superhero movie ever again. I didn't like him as Dark Man. I really am interested in the sequels because um, I really, yeah, I want to see my villain from Hard Target be a hero. The Dark Man, yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Though they are um,
2: easily, av- I think you can get all three on DVD for about ten dollars on Amazon. Um, of all the people on the set. The The person that Sam Raimi had the most difficulty with was Francis McDormand, which is odd because he's very close friends with the Cohen brothers, and she's married to one of the Cohen brothers. So of all the people, it's just kind of odd to me that they had some some tension, but that doesn't seem to be on display, like, on screen, it doesn't, she, you know, she doesn't seem to be, like, rolling her eyes at the material or anything like that. And I yeah. actually think she's got, she's got some decent chemistry with Liam Neeson, I I do have to say, so.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, she's just she's just good. I mean, she's only got, like, a quarter of the movie, just very much like this episode about Dark Man. She's got a quarter <laughs> of the movie where she acts, and then she's barely in it and is getting captured all the time. Which I mean, is, the damsel in distress. Yeah, she draw. is the damsel in distress. I need to follow you. And then they go to that. Which, bed. by the way, th- we never even got to the factories and the staircases he's <laughs> always jumping we
0: to do a part two. Yeah. We got to do a yeah. part two just when she, about staircases. She's handcuffed and she falls off the building and there's no way in hell she could have yeah, hooked on no, that rebar no, that's hanging out. No, we got to do a part
2: two because <laughs> I have
1: so much more dark man to talk. Like, we got Wha- all of our notes in front. We were ready to talk about <laughs> dark
2: Man. What? Uh, let's. I. <laughs> we'll make it a deal. We'll uh, if you guys invest the time <laughs> to watch the second two Darkman movies, and if oh, you uh, we're ask yeah. gonna, uh, yeah. you can just ask for two more yeah,
1: movies, yeah. maybe one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and
2: well,
1: then we can go from there. Well, then we'll just
2: Chris. we'll we'll just watch the the only one that I do remember, and there were two sequels. I just remember the one where. Um, Durant comes back. The other one, I don't even remember anything about it. How I did just, he come back? He just, like, wakes up and... I, I don't remember. <laughs> but he's he <laughs> perfect. It's like
0: the new Star Wars. Huh? Yeah. The Emperor's back. We don't know how. Yeah, he's we don't back.
2: know. Uh, right. I think... I yeah. think you said it best. It's science. Science. Science, science brought us is. back. Robert
1: super Durant. So. It, it is a super science movie. Yeah. So that makes sense. Su- okay, that makes sense. That's perfect. Yeah,
2: guys, thank you so much. I had absolute blast talking uh, with you and everyone. Please ch- show these guys some love on Twitter and listen to their show for the Cult Film Companion podcast. This is Chris uh, signing off with Tim and Griff. Thank guys.
0: Thank you for listening.